That's how I choose to start proceeding. I can just it before you place to bed. That's dancing. Just uh, centering my chi. There's no center. There's no center to that. There's only kitty. Hello, oh my kitty. God, kitty. Please hey, make mommy. me feel better. As Bloom always says, let me put my ass and balls right in your face. Just right to... there. Oh my God, it's so snowy. It's like snow. It is kind of nice when I'm working. And yeah. that... Just there, hanging about. Wow, this is such a sweet moment with Bloom. Oh. <laughs> We touched heads. Loving on that so much. That's probably like the most like intimate thing a cat can do to you when they poke mm -hmm. you with their head. That's my favorite. Like when they just look up and they're like, oh. You know, there's like hormones secreted from this point. They're for real. Like they they're marking you when they do that. Yeah, they want you to smell like them. Yeah. You're part of the party now, huh? Or the flower? The flower. That's what a bunch of cats are. What do you think, Bloomy? Bloomy just looked into the camera and said, Do you want revenge? She's just going. She's. Oh! So. Hi everyone, where are those meddling kids? Right, that's Bree. That's Pat. Bree's pronouns are she, they. And I'm a he, him kind of person. Yep. What's up? What's up? Cats. Jingle, 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 jingle. Um, and uh, we are recording on Friday, June 24th. So it's, it's a rough day. It's a rough day for a lot of reasons. But um, there are resources. Vote, vote when you can, as soon as you can. Call blood flow mines. Um, find resources uh, like the women's reproductive. Oh, sorry, I had it all. The women's reproductive rights assistance program. Rap.org. Yep. Um, Prochise.org. Uh, I Rising. Is that I Rising or is that something else? Yes, iRising.org. That's for um, Indigenous women, specifically <laughs> um, who. Because let's be real, Indigenous women very much have been targets as of late. Not as of late, like since when people came here. So um, they definitely need protection and they need funding. Um, as we know, um, when abortion was illegal in the past, uh, it was poor folks and especially poor non white folks who really died in big rates because of it. So we don't want that. 
Um, so let's all try to take care of each other as much as we can. I know it's tough. I know money is tight. Um, also, uh, Stonewall Fund. Stonewall Fund is always good because we want to also protect our trans friends um, because they are often targets of sexual assault. So they're going to need a lot of protection and aid right now as well. So those are a few things. I'm trying to remember to put them in the show notes. Um, but yeah. So take some time. Feel some things. Um, I laid down for about two hours this afternoon. I have to work. I am currently drinking valerian root. Peppermint tea, like the hysterical female that they would consider me to be. Um, but, uh, yeah. We're normally a horror comedy podcast, and um, we just wanted to throw some stuff out there so that people feel supported and let you know your feelings on this invalid. Um, and if you're not feeling the scared, sad, kind of numb way about it, and you're happy about it, then uh, talk to some folks and find out why they're feeling that way. Um, yeah. I'm going to try not to be mean. That's why we have the team. Because <laughs> there was... There was a lot of rage for a while today. And honestly, the, the subject of our creepy chat didn't help with my rage. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, then I watched the final episode of uh, Kenobi and felt a little bit better. I'll be honest. I saw, I didn't even watch it. I saw a clip from it and I wanted to punch a hole in my TV. I didn't like it. Not a fan. What clip did you see? The part where they decided we need to have yet another showdown between Kenobi and Vader and have them, you know, yeah, it's a gut wrenching scene, but I also just feel like. See, I liked it because I think he needed it to move on. And it almost felt like the last final thing that Anakin did before. To just accept that Anakin's not in there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you look closely, you see that the the yellow fades from his eye. So it's, it's Anakin talking to him where he's like, you didn't fail me. You didn't kill me. I made all my own choices. And then he just leaves him. Like, Obi-Wan's just like, okay, cool. You made your choices. I'm going to go take care of your kids. I'll be back for child support in nine years. Okay, thanks, bye. I just have grown tired of Disney just saying, what if we mind this one family, this one tiny quadrant of a gigantic open galaxy. Like there's so many other stories to be told and new stories to be told. And they just keep like circling back to fucking Tatooine and shit again and Skywalkers and Vader. It's like, come on, there's literally millions of pages in the expanded universe of cool shit. 
of awesome fucking characters. And yeah, a bunch of them are connected to the Skywalkers tangentially, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I That's think my thing. The easiest way to do it would just be to do like a pre, pre, pre thing. Like an older Jedi order line. I think that's what Taika YTT wants to do because he's doing a Star Wars and he said, I'm not doing anything to do with the Skywalkers. There you go. It's going to be far away, which is the right way to go because then that removes any constraints. There's no expectations around it. There's, of course, going to be millions of fans to piss off because that's how Star Wars fans are. Like, Star Wars I feel like we as Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans don't like Star Wars or Star Trek. They love it, but at the same time, they hate it. That seems to be like the ongoing thing. Like, I can't fucking stand it, but also I can't stop watching it. I almost feel like, okay, so I saw this this, this weird post on Tumblr today, and it was someone talk, who was talking to their mom, and they were like, why were movies in the 80s so cheesy? And their mom was like, because we just liked things. We just liked things unironically. And you were like, I like that pattern, so I'm going to wear it. I like going to the mall, so I'm going to go. I like this movie, so I'm going to watch it. I like this music, you know. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, hmm. But also, there are times when it's not okay to be like, okay, I like this. But then there's a, a consequence that went with it. But like, I think our generation, particularly like you and I are elder millennials, I think because we've seen so much of our world moving from I'm just going to like things to, wow, hey, global warming, wow, hey, recessions, you know, this and that. I think it's hard for us to be like, let me just like a thing now. We have spare parts in the village. There's like a, a tinge of guilt with just yeah. like, I mean, the term guilty pleasure, I'm sure, is way, way older, but I feel like, yeah, anytime you just kind of unironically enjoy something mm-hmm. and you're not, like, dissecting the political yeah. ramifications of it or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking looking at it through a modern leftist point of view or something like that, instead of just being yeah. like, that's why I like Fast and Furious movies, because it's literally just yeah. big car go boom. Vin Diesel can't speak in more than three syllables at a time and the cars go boom and funny things happen. That's it. There's nothing to it. There is no analysis to put it over it. That's it. There could be. I'm sure someone could go through and analyze the bejesus out of it, but I think it's, we have to be okay with like what our parents did to just unironically like things to just, Step back. I mean, and I think that there are things where it's like, yeah, no, this is not a thing that I can ironically like. Like, and there, there's got to be, you know, compartmentalizing some of it, if that makes sense. But I think there are also times when you can just be like, I like this thing. That's um, it. Yeah. I like it because yeah. I like it. I don't feel the need to articulate why I like it. I just do. That's something, too. I feel like Twitter fucked people for just enjoying movies. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like anytime someone comes out with an opinion, good, bad, and different about anything, somebody has to come in and offer the opposite. Or Do you have any mean? idea how long it takes me to write a page long opinion review for gaming? It's a bluff case. And I sit there and I analyze over it 
and I do so much research on it because if people come, I want to be able to be like, oh, well, here's my source. Here's this. Here's that. And I'm like, it's just a review about whether or not I recommend it. This should not take place. No, honestly, you should just be like, here, here. I liked it. The vibes were good. The vibes. That was the it. vibes were method. Vibes, the vibes were right or the vibes are wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just... It's, it, and it always comes back to Star Wars, especially, like, I think of The Last Jedi as, like, the most divisive movie of, like, the last hundred years for some reason. Like, just... I don't know why, honestly. I mean, just... I like do know I, why, but... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I totally get why you didn't like Kenobi. But for me, it was very comforting. It also made me very sad in parts. But this finale... It was like a, a blanket. It was like a warm hug from Obi Wan Kenobi himself. And I was like, thanks, man. That's cool. Get that. And maybe someday I'll be able to yeah, watch it and just yeah. pull back and enjoy it. But at the same time, I don't know. I just can't. Well, that's <laughs> okay because I was not able to pull back and enjoy what we were going to talk about for our creepy chat today. Oh, no. And that's going to be really surprising for a lot of people. And it was really disappointing for me because I waited a long time to see this movie and I went in with a lot of expectations. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is This is where we diverge. It is. And I you know what? It's okay. <laughs> We're allowed to have episodes where we don't agree. So this episode's a creepy chat, like last week. Um, tonight it's just going to be Kat, myself, the Gatos, right now, only Gato. I don't know any other ones. Wasn't chaos. Um, She's asleep somewhere. You don't need to find her. It's okay. Chill. Um, and so... We're just going to talk about a movie that came out. And at first, you're going to be like, y'all are a horror podcast talking about this. But trust me, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was a horror movie. And I will say that when I stopped thinking about it like a Marvel movie and started thinking about it just as a Sam Raimi horror movie, I did enjoy myself a little bit more. (laughs) That's really, I mean... I was honestly, I went into it so worried that they were going to make him not be Sam Raimi, Mm -hmm. that they were going to make him hold off. And also because Doctor Strange is like one of his top five comics. And he's a dude, he's pretty old. Mm -hmm. He's been around since like Marvel Comics were a a thing. Yeah. So the fact that he like finally got to make a Doctor Strange movie after referencing Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. in Spider-Man 2 very briefly. You can also see it in his stuff that he is. You said that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, that tracks." Like so he fucking he cares. Like he definitely he fucking cares. You can tell if you look at his other movies that he is a Doctor Strange fan. Yeah, I feel like he's been kind of he's been dealing in the mystic arts. Yeah, since he's, the beginning. He's he's been into the weird stuff, and Doctor Strange gets he gets fucking strange all. Like, if I mean, you all thought that this movie was over the top, it is nothing in comparison to his comics. No, and honestly, like, if there was one perfect Marvel character to make a haunted house spooky <laughs> movie with, this is probably the couple of characters to do it with. Specifically, you know, our main antagonist, who I think they were trying to hide it 
which they didn't do very well at all because I think pretty much everybody knew, especially yeah. like spoilers for fucking WandaVision from like two years ago. But like the very last scene of the show is her being manipulated by the dark hole and going full, full tilt Scarlet Witch. So like she also was just sitting down with a cup of tea, man. I don't know. Someone else was sitting down. She was projecting a person cut sitting with a cup of tea. See, Which is like weird I thought that was her, it. and then there was her. You know how like Stephen Strange in movie one is reading the book while he's sleeping. Uh, yeah, I thought it was form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe her actual yeah. form. I thought that was her actual form. That could then, be. Yeah, she was sitting there getting the nourishment. Um. So. Do we want to walk beat by beat or? I don't know. Like, so my overall vibe with it was I liked the horror bits. I liked it when it was scary. I liked it when it was weird in Elbridge. I liked it when like Wanda used the mirrors and then she creepy crawled oh. Japanese style out. And like, um, I think Elizabeth Olsen had a lot of fun with that, which showed like, if you look at the bloopers, they've got her on, like, harnesses and stuff, and she's like, come on, come in to get you, and I'm like, cool, you know. He made her do that, basically. Yeah. She felt so much like a dead eye, like, yeah, the yeah. like, just. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked that. I liked the fact that we got to have, like, Zombie Strange. I liked the fact that we got to have the Illuminati. Like, there was a whole bunch of comic stuff in there. Um, I feel like Wanda's character made no sense. They went through all of that with two Avengers movies and then an entire series where she moved three, three, three Avengers movies. No, wait, four, four Avengers movies. And then an entire series where she's moving through grief. And um, then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, well, I'll just murder everybody. None of it makes sense. None of it matters. And they're like, it could be the dark hold and it could be her. And they were very wishy-washy about it. You know, I kind of wish they would have been more clear and just said, no, it's literally the book fucks you up. If you touch that book, it fucks you up. Yeah. They made it clear with, with strange because like, but they didn't do it with her. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to somebody else about this, and I was like, okay, so you want to have Wanda be the bad guy. Great. Wanda's an awesome villain. House mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of the times throughout the X-Men comics, she is an antagonist because she has a lot of trauma. Um, in the comics, she's Magneto's daughter, so there's generational trauma there. She's also uh, Romani and a mutant. So there's a whole lot of stuff. Then there's all of her crap with vision. And that there's a lot there, kittens. Um, but you have an entire multiverse. You couldn't just pull a Wanda who hadn't been going through all of this character development to be your bad guy as well. I you had like- to pick the one who would had they've made such a point of going through her growth and growing through her story. I mean zero sense the the same person who wrote WandaVision wrote this movie too and I kind of feel like maybe WandaVision would have benefited from another season 
to have her yeah. fully fall down because she kind of just mm-hmm. her downfall is like I well, mean, she wasn't I, even oh. falling down when it ended. She she was like, I'm sorry, and she saved the town in the end and she moved That's on. That's true. Like I mean, even Stephen was like Yeah. Even Stephen was like, You did the right thing in the end. It's cool. I'm not here to punish you for Westview, you know? Um, which means that most of the world, except probably the people of Westview, are like, okay. Yeah, those people probably have a good reason to be like, you fucking suck. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. For that, I and mean, I'm, even if you apologize, I was gonna say, I'm a community. pretty big Wanda apologist, I'm not gonna lie, everybody knows it. Um, but she she went pretty far and pretty hard in this movie, and like, yeah, I'm sure that there is a part of it that is hysterical because if it's doing that to Stephen, then it's doing it to her. That just it wasn't made clear, so it felt weird. Like, I feel like we needed another step. But that's the downfall of Marvel right now. Everything needs to happen so fast and everything needs to fall into this timeline that they have. That then they paint themselves into a corner and they don't have time to breathe. And I feel like they don't give characters time to really ruminate all the way now because everything has to be boom, 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 boom. TV series, movie, movie this movie returning that you know and i get that when you're making such a big universe that makes sense but also like let characters have some time and you can't just sit on the laurels of if it happened off screen everyone's going to accept it and understand because it's lazy and it makes things fall flat like there was, I'm not gonna lie, there were big chunks of the movie where I kind of felt bored, and there's no reason why I should feel bored in the Doctor Strange movie. Like, he kind of just felt flat until we got to the second half of the movie. But the first half of the movie for me, unless it was Wanda doing body horror, I was kind of just like, I don't care. I also feel like Strange was like, weirdly used in the mcu yeah they kind of brought him in they're like oh he's master of the mystical arts mm-hmm. and then peter parker just has him doing stupid shit and also like i don't feel like stephen strange in the comics would have acquiesced to peter parker's absolutely I, dumb request he might, he, uh, stephen strange has done some wild shit in the comics including just messing with people's minds because he's bored and it's a tuesday but do you think he would have like been like, I'm gonna just tear the fabric of the universe apart? I mean, he also has a really big ego. So if a teenager comes in, he's like, That's oh, true, no, yeah. you're my only hope. He's like, I'm gonna do a big dick move right now, and I'm gonna like. I mean, he's mad that Wands the sorcerer is afraid, and Wands like, don't do that, or you're gonna be grounded. And Steve's like, eh, eh, eh. That's true. And Wong just goes on vacation. Also, poor Wong. Wong really went through the ringer in this movie. <laughs> Listen, if they would have killed him. I was so pissed I when I thought he was going to die. I, he's one of my favorite characters. I don't know why. I've just latched onto him. It's because Benedict Wong as an actor is a really compelling he's actor. He's very he's funny. Everything he does. Yeah. Um, 
it just, I felt like I just cared about almost every other character but Stephen Strange. I am glad that America Chavez got to actually do something at the end of the movie because she's a huge, super cool character who's got such a neat arc where she's learning how to use her powers and then it's kind of, obviously, like, there's different versions of her and everything. Um, but, like, her just kind of following around and being like, oh, pizza. I was like, this, this is what you do with this character? You know? But she, it, it she did get to have her moment, and thank goodness. Wong's alive. Wanda might not be alive. She might be alive. I'm hoping she's still alive. There was that big burst of red, so I'm hoping that was her getting out. I mean, there's always um, a possibility that if we don't have that Wanda, 616 Wanda, there might be... Yeah, I know. I Is 616 the world they were on with the Illuminati? Or was that the... Uh, no. Well, here's the weird thing. So, America Chavez is supposed to be from more of 616 a lot of the times in the comics. A lot of the time. Don't come for me big comic nerds. I know that there are different versions of her. So, but I don't think she's always from our Earth. Because I was looking this up this morning. Um, and then the government dropped its newest mixtape and I had to power up down for a little bit. Um, but so it seems like in this movie, that's our earth or the, the, the earth that we've spent the most time on with the Avengers and everything. And then they were like 800 something. So previously the MCU was in earth. One nine 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 nine. Okay. But now MCUs are sixteen sixteen or six sixteen, which I think that's the one that we were. In. It's like the prime one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that we're used to, where we've spent most of our time as viewers. Um. But I, I thought that the Illuminati was really cool. I'm glad that we got to have that. Um, Reed Richards, always excited to see him. All I want is a really good Fantastic Four movie. It's not all I want, but it is one of the demands that I wish to make to the MCU to make me shut the fuck up for five minutes. If you give me a good Fantastic Four movie, I'll be quiet. For at least five minutes. It's like when you give a kid like their their favorite cookie, you know? They'll, they'll shut the fuck up. It's fine. Um, uh, I thought it was interesting that they actually did the stunt casting of John Krasinski. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean that's been a long fan ask and they finally mm-hmm. they did it. And he was really good. So he's then cemented as Reed Richards everywhere else because the implication is it's the same actor playing the variants. Exactly. exactly. So, you could change that, him. That's why I was like, ah, that makes me happy. Does make me happy. Um, because I think he is a fantastic Richards. I think he's the kind of actor who's gonna have a lot of depth with that character, which is necessary. Um, because if not Ray Richards just excuse <laughs> A lot like Doctor Strange, like you know, these super powerful, kind of very smart dudes. You've got to have a good actor behind them. I'm so sorry to keep going. 
who's going to be Doom, I wonder? Because they're talking about doing Secret Wars, but you can't do Secret Wars without Doom. Correct. And you can't do Honestly. it without Reed Richards, because they're kind of the two dudes fighting the Secret Wars. And, and maybe that's what we need to do with the Fantastic Four. Maybe we need to move away from an origin story and just pop into the middle of the action and you can have like flashback scenes. I think that would make the most, that would be for the best. Because yeah. I don't think you need to reintroduce them anymore. Yeah. I think and it's a, then if a they're a little bit older, Batman, right? You can also have the segments come back as you torch. Don't start fighting. Um, I think there's like some space between when Fantastic Four happens and whenever their Secret Wars event happens. I hope they push that out a few years even because you need to establish Doctor Doom in a big way. Otherwise, you're just kind of forcing it. But then again, Doctor Doom is one of my favorite villains. He's one of the most important villains in Marvel history, really. I mean, he's done some really gnarly shit. Well, and that would make sense because so the Fantastic Four is a big deal within the Marvel Universe, historically speaking. It was one of those first superhero teams that Marvel and Stanley really did. And Stanley made a point of being like, they don't always go along. Um, that they're this kind of funny little found family. But they've been there since the start, which is why it's always odd to me that Marvel has such a tough time like getting that movie going um but I guess we're not supposed to talk about that other fantastic movie <laughs> I really liked a lot of the casting for it though so I'm sad um that kid was a good Victor Von Doom uh the first fantastic four movies from when we were like in high school the guy from Charmed. Fantastic, fantastic Dr. Doom. Um, but yeah, I was happy to see him. I was happy to see Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Let's put some respect on that name. Um, reeling him a little self out there. With I'm the assuming you noticed the little... Props for Danny Elfman for... Being smart enough to put that there. Exactly. Um, Captain Carter, we love her. Always excited to see her. Um, wish she would have had a little bit more screen time because I love Haley Atwell. Um, as an actress, I enjoy her performances. I loved I loved Agent Carter the show. I had a lot of fun watching that. Um, again, wish there would have been at least one more season of that. Uh really liked seeing this different version of Carol Danvers which of course makes it interesting because that's not the Carol Danvers that we know. Well I don't think that was Carol Danvers that was a different yeah. Marvel. That's true. Different Captain Marvel. But that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm sorry I would say different Captain Marvel than the Carol Danvers we know. The T is kicking in. <laughs> um Yeah. And it was Big C Murray again. Like, so the Illuminati scene, that was really cool. 
I was glad they kept that in there. Um, the music was neat. The graphics were really cool. Um, I kind of thought it was cool as hell how, I mean, obviously it was the writer's decision ultimately, but Raimi's means of like just executing on it because I think, you know, Sam Raimi is an old school director and this idea of just mm -hmm. shoving cameos in movies yeah, is like relatively new. And I honestly feel like yeah. he's just like, all right, I guess I have to do it, but also I'm just going to blow up Reed Richards in like 20 seconds yeah. because I don't feel like having cameos. <laughs> yeah. So, but also just that stone cold line that Wanda drops. Yeah. Is your wife alive? <laughs> Because Good. someone then needs someone to raise, will the be able to raise the children. Yeah. Now you are spaghetti. And then pop. She, just, was, she turned she him into spaghetti. Oh my God. And I was not familiar with this other hero, which is why I keep forgetting his name and my phone is all the way over there. Um, but he was cool. And she just imploded him in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> the, uh, the guy who basically had like the tuning fork. What do you mean the dude from the Inhumans? Black Bolt? Yeah. Oh, is that who it is? I haven't seen Inhumans yet. Okay. It only had like um, one season. I thought it was really cool that they brought back Anson Mount. Yeah. To do it. And it was cool that he was willing to do it knowing that he was going to have his head imploded. Yeah. Um, that whole fight scene was really, really neat. That was a scene that I think scared the shit out of most people. Like that yeah. sort of that 20 minute section of the movie where she just completely destroys the Illuminati. But also, I mean, they kind of had it coming because that Captain Marvel is a little cocky about it. Like, yeah, yeah I'll let your witch come in. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And then she just comes also, in and murders out of them. Why was witch such a derogatory term in this entire movie? I kind of think some people were using it in place of bitch, if I'm being honest. I feel like the yeah. inflection on it. Yeah. But it was weird. Like, even, like, Strange is like, oh, you're calling yourself a witch now. And I'm like, oh, you're a silly man and a fucking king who calls themselves a sorcerer. What? 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 It is kind of weird. Especially, like, because they've made a point of, like, all these other mystical, magical people. I don't think you need to use that term. Yeah. It's, it's, you could have used it more matter-of-factly and just been like, oh, you're a witch. Whatever. Okay. That's what All you right, do. cool. You call yourself the Scarlet Witch, like, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of weird to me, you know, like because they make like the wizard jokes and stuff, like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're like making the wizard and like the Gandalf jokes as Bucky Barnes, like they actually get married, which I was like, nice, let him have that. Um, but hey, it just was weird. I think the part that scared me the most was actually when you had seen uh, America Chavez and um, Dr. Strange running through the tunnels and Wanda just was like popping up like a daisy around corners. Like, ah. <laughs> there were a couple jump scares there that actually got me. Like, I was like, oh, girl, you got me good. <laughs> you still got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for better or worse with the writing the movie, yeah. I'm still super glad that they snagged Raimi and oh, yeah. let him take the reins off and get weird 
I think, like I said, the rainy-ish parts were my favorite parts of that movie. They should have let him write it. Yeah. But I don't think he would have fucking known how to write it because yeah, he didn't watch any of the rest of the MCU. Like he no. clearly and just had clips shown to him. And that's something... I mean, that's not like that's ever stopped the MCU before. They often have directors who and writers who have no idea what's going on in any other part of it because they're so top secret about everything. I'm actually surprised that they had the same writer from WandaVision doing this. Um, it just, it felt rushed in places. You know what I mean? I think that's more my thing. And I think there's a part of me that's just coming to terms with the fact that maybe I don't like Doctor Strange as much as I thought I did. And that's okay. Or maybe I just don't like the MCU version of the Doctor Strange as much as I thought I did. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, I don't really like the MCU that much. Like, Can I be real? I don't like it. Like, I just, I've, I've had more fun watching the DC movies. Yeah. Because they're, they're A, less formulaic. Yeah. Like, we can't deny the fact the MCU is tinged with the Disney weirdness, which by mm. that I mean, they find a pattern that works and then they just focus group the fuck out of it. And then yeah. they templatize because a does, when you templatize things in every context, it lets you do it faster. Yes. And they're like, well, we need to have like a hundred movies between now and 2030 or whatever. So they're going to slam them out super fast and you're going to end up with sameness, yeah. but also they're trying to appeal to everybody all at once. Yeah. But also try to get kudos and be like, Oh, look, we, we, we put a gay couple in it and it's like two yeah. ladies holding hands for a split second. Or like the whole controversy around Lightyear because like someone pecks someone on the face, which if you sneezed, you would literally miss it. Oh, I didn't even watch it. Yeah. Well, if somebody posted the clip on Twitter and literally if you like blinked or sneezed, you would miss it. Yeah. It's like that well, fast. And that was the thing when they brought America in. I was like, listen, Disney's going to have to be cool with a lot of stuff really fast. And especially if they wanted to like, Young Avengers and stuff like that, which seems like they're gonna want to because they have Kamala coming in. Because Billy and Tommy are in that, and that ain't super straight. And Billy, I can't remember which which one of them ends up being another sort of strange ish, and the other one ends up being uh, sort of like Pietro. Yes. Fast one's, boy. one's fast, one's a fast, fast boy, and one's a, a more witchy, witchy boy. Um, and uh, yeah, not not straight, not super duper straight. So, and America Chavez is also not straight. She's got two moms, and she's also a lesbian. So, which they show that for like a split of a split second, but I'm yeah. sure enough chuds got really mad about it. Yeah, which you know, whatever, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, diverge from the point, um, which is just—I just feel like the MC is just too formulate. Agreed. Where it does succeed um, is when you have. I like the like shows. Okay. Like yeah, a lot of the shows where I like, like when they bring in someone weird, like Sam Raimi or like Taika Waititi, 
And they're like, here, we're going to turn Thor into like a 80s rock big nonsense. Big that he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let him be dumb. He's funnier. Just let him be a himbo. Let him be a himbo protector of lesbians. And let him make uh, homophobic Star-Lord uncomfortable. <laughs> Which he clearly is. He is. So, good. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let, him, you know, let him ruin the future voice of Mario Mario. He's going to change the way people voice Mario, Brady. Did you know that? He put out a press statement about it. He's like, we're going to do something no one's ever expected. Are you going to have Mario play and tell him to be in their face? They're going to make him somehow more racist than they already kind of (laughs) Like, I don't know how. Is he not going to have the weird, like, somewhat, like, awful Americanized Italian accent? I think he's going to go even worse with it. I think he's going to... It's me, a bigot. Yeah, he's going to make him an Italian guy from Boston, so he's also going to be doing slurs. That'd be my guess. That'd be the Chris Pratt way to go about it. It's me, an ableist. It's me, I'm a piece of shit. Like he's, if you've seen the scene from Family Guy where Peter's arguing with an Italian guy at a deli and he just keeps going, Baba da boopy, Baba da boopy, Baba da boopy. He's just going to be doing that for three and a half hours. I know. Like, I'm going to wait for Thor Love and Thunder specifically so I can fast forward through Chris Pratt talking because I can't. I just can't. And I don't want to anymore. I don't want to. And that's I'm okay. Say it because I can't, I can't bear to have some asshole spoiled. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still fortunate enough to be in the, the land of nearly empty theaters because... Yeah. Just fucking see, nobody here. Mine's tough because it's it's directly with the mall. Mm. So I'd have to wait a while anyway. Ours are like just disconnected enough from the mall mm. that if you like go on a Saturday afternoon or opening night, which is Thursday night, yeah, nobody there. It's beautiful. I really wanted to see that Elvis movie from Boz Lerman too. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. I but have seen it. Yeah. It looks completely I love Boz Lerman. He's it looks he's like psychic. it's gonna be bonkers. Just like the scene where he just begins to move his hip and like everybody just like just yeah. so there's a woman in the back and she's like, Save my child, don't hurt my child. And he's like also playing fade. Oh god. He's playing Fade Rutha in uh, in Dune this fall. Nice. Which nice. slaps super hard. I hope he just does Elvis' voice as Fade. He just walks around like this. You're hot now. The Faithful. <laughs> like he just does the sting lines, yeah. but in Elvis' voice. <laughs> that would rock so hard. There is no call. You do not answer. Oh boy! Oh, that's a fun. Um, yeah, that's something. But that is something that I've enjoyed with the DC movies as well. Um, terrified about the casting of the DC movies right now. Let's just be real. Somebody cursed the Justice League movies. I'm gonna say that it's Joss Whedon because I hate him. 
Um, mere presence just is a curse upon the world. It, it is. Um, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it all fell apart, but it has. It's all fallen apart, Pat. And honestly, yeah. I think the only way they can do it is just to like bring on like the sidekick characters now. <laughs> just, just, I, I think they after Justice League got the right idea, which was just do give sort of more, I hesitate to say the word auteurish because Todd Phillips is not a fucking auteur, but yeah. give different directors chances to just do stuff. Yeah. And don't worry about adhering to anything. Just fucking have yeah. a good time. That's, that's a concern of mine because DC has said that they want to start building a Marvel route of having it be more cohesive. And I'm like, it doesn't need to be. It does not need to be. The TV shows do not need to connect to the movies, and the movies don't need to connect to each other. Nope. They don't. They're more fun when they, they don't. don't. Honestly, just give me stories. It's yeah. a comic book. It's it's a comic book on the big screen. Like, if you want to have Batgirl have, like, a few sequels, go for it, my guy. I'm here for that. I'm excited for her. I am actually so beyond excited for her. Um, excited for Black Adam. Let The Rock do his thing for a few movies, but they don't all have to be together. And if you want to have like a one shot where they are, cool. Don't make that the norm. Make that the every now and then. Here's your little treat. Oh, we're getting a treat in the form of a musical called like the Cause d'Adouard or whatever the fuck it is. Remember, I just I sent you the screenshot of Tom Phillips' script for the Joker too. Oh, that's right. Which is going to be musical with Lady Gaga. Oh, yes. For some reason, some fucking weird reason. Well, if they need someone who can sing, she's going to be great. I think she honestly would play a very interesting Harley Quinn too. I think she would as well. Is she Jewish? No, super Italian. Okay. Like way Italian. Uh, She's an okay actress, but sometimes not great. I mean, I've never seen House of Gucci. House of Gucci was bad. Just I'm so sorry, Lady Gaga. I've not seen anything. Enjoy your music. She can sing. She can sing. She can dance. She can. She's also. uh, She's chronic pain. It was a disease. I don't remember what it is. Hmm. So I'm always very respectful of her when she's doing like stuff like that. That's going to be a lot on her body thinking about it. That's going to be a lot of stunt work to to Harley Quinn. Well, I don't. I don't feel like. I mean, Joker wasn't a super actiony movie, so I feel um, like this also won't be. This will be another like somehow a musical, but also like a sort of a movie that wishes Scorsese had written and directed it, but mm-hmm. obviously. He didn't. <laughs> so I, I think going to do that again. I will let you report to us on that one. Yes, because I'm a sicko and I probably will go see it. That's fine. Because, you know, it is what I, it is. Listen, I'm not going to tell anybody else if they don't, if they can't watch a Joker movie or something. I just won't. And that's okay. I will be happy to have other people be happy with it. I just can't do it. Honestly, just I like the meme more than the character at this point. <laughs> I like the weird guy on TikTok who does the yeah. Joker voice. 
and took a very long time to do a joke that basically was, I got diarrhea and I used a cat to wipe my ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just the ending of the weird ending of his TikTok where he's like, I look around. I don't see any toilet paper. I don't see anything. But then on the counter, I see a kitty. Sorry, kitty. And then it just, it just cuts to black. Like, that's the end of it. Like, so fucking stupid. The, um, the Panda Bread does a lot of DC content. Every now and then he does some Marvel. He does some fun Joker stuff. Like, he's really good at it. He did a, is it Christmas? Yeah, he did a, a Christmas special where he filmed, like, this whole thing. Um, part of it was the Joker. And um, one of the parts of the bit was that the Joker's favorite movie was um, Animal Crackers by the Marx Brothers. And it's just like, it was a silly little thing that like the one, like one of the Bat Fam knew and it keyed him into what was going on because uh, the Joker was there and said something about it. So, um, we have that poster where we show movies where I work and every single time I see it now, I associate it with the Joker and I'm just like, God damn it, Panda Red. Panda. Panda. If you ever listen to this, I, you're a genius and I love your stuff, but not flying. Um, but yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying the fact that the DCU is more separated. And I wish that the MCU was like that because I think that it just all ends up feeling really rushed anymore. You know what I mean? And because they're trying to keep everything so super duper secret, which I understand, but they're trying to keep everything so secret and they're trying to get it all out so quickly, things just kind of fall flat. And it, it, it's sad. Then. How do you keep something secret that's based on a comic that more often than not was released more than a decade ago? Like, how do you keep something secret where the source material of the script is already well and available for everybody? Like, everybody fucking knew Jane Thor was going to be Jane Thor. Like, Which is why I think it was smart that they just put it right in the trailer. Yeah, well, I mean, Taika literally had Natalie Portman come out on stage and handed mm-hmm. her meal there, had her hold it up. I was yeah. like, okay, well, that's where that's going, which is cool. I'm super fucking stoked that they yeah. put a version of Thor on the screen. Me too. Also, that she does this cool thing with the cracked meal there. I don't know if you saw the mm-hmm. other trailer where she fucking fires it out like shrapnel. Yeah. Pulls it back. That looks pretty sweet. Like. Um. I'm stoked. I kind of wish that I could get my little raccoon hands on that that series before it comes up. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to. Um, it's on Comixology. Okay. If you want to snag a, want to throw a new email address in there and snag a free month. I was going to say, I might be able to get it from the library too. I do have a local library. I don't know what their comic section's like. I haven't gotten a look yet. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a, there's a there's fucking so many with your library card that'll let you read comics, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we, by the way, so if you are a listener here and you didn't get to listen to me do my um, panel on comics, 
recently, uh, yeah, you can utilize your local library to get comic books. And um, it supports them, it gets them with distribution stuff, and that's great. If you have the funds, then totally go to your local store. Because um, we need to support those and keep them going. Um, but yeah. Reading, having fun isn't hard. We've got a library card. Yeah, I mean, roll up if you if you do have a local comic book store. Mm-hmm. Roll up in there and ask him for a copy of Battletoads. They won't have it. And a guy behind the counter will be pretty mad. But you'll have a great time in the process and the friends you make on the way. <laughs> um, I <laughs> want to get my hands on all of the pride collections. DC and Mark both have pride collections this year. I would like to get them. But I need the time to go to the comic store. And I think now at this point, this late in the month, I'm going to have to ask them to do like a a shelf pull. So so I might not even have them. They might have to look for them. Um, I wouldn't go and See if I can't pick up some copies of uh, No One Left to Fight, Volume 2, written by the wonderful Aubrey Stitterson, Ooh. who uh, he does a lot of more lefty-leaning stuff. Uh, he did a... Fuck. Now I need to... I want to make sure I quote the name of it correctly. Yeah. But yeah. He, he did a comic book that uh, I supported through GoFundMe. Or not GoFundMe. What's the other fucking? Oh, like one? a crowdfunder. Yeah, like he just crowdfunded stuff. Yeah, Kickstart. That's the one. Be I was like, us. there are three that I could go to. I'm just gonna list them all. <laughs> but he he did a comic called Beef Bros. That's like just the most completely. It's a super lefty leaning comic, mm-hmm. but about two gigantic bros, who are just muscle bound idiots, but also. Guys who love to support people and support their community, and they fight mean landlords, nice <laughs> and corrupt nice. cops, and they feed a homeless veteran a gigantic stack of protein pancakes, a stack so high he can hardly lift them, while also being like, "Protein, bro. Protein, bro. We got to each other up, bro. That's what it's all about, bro." Oh there we go. But also, uh, his work in No One Left to Fight is basically, if you loved Dragon Ball growing up and somehow wanted to see maybe what Dragon Ball would be like in 30 years, mm-hmm. like those characters, if they literally didn't have many people left to fight, yeah. that's what that comic is. But it's really beautiful. It's, like a, it's an exploration of like finding meaning in your life after this thing that defined it for so long is kind of gone. Yeah. But also still has fun action and weird shit and is super bright and neon and very Dragon Ball Z E. But anyway, we were talking about Doctor Strange. Yeah, I just looked that up. In the multiverse yeah. mayonnaise. This creepy chat might just turn into like a comics creepy chat. <laughs> I mean, kind of is, because we're talking yeah. about tangentially comic worth. Exactly. Um, okay, well I talked about some of my stuff. What were some things that you liked and I mean, basically, I would echo your sentiments. The rainiest parts were the parts I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Like where a lot of the camera work, the Dutch angles. Yeah. In the beginning part, 
when they're kind of trapped in Camarouge and the door starts slamming shut and you just get those fucking huge Dutch angles like mm-hmm. and the doors are slamming and just felt like Evil Dead. Felt like Evil Dead too for it's a second. It. Yeah. And a lot of Wanda's movements, while she's kind of more tinged with the dark hold, feel like dead eyed movements, mm-hmm. which I just loved. Um, yeah, I loved the creepy, yeah. crawly, creaky oh, movements. Yeah, that was fucking That's great. One of my favorite things of horror, and it's actually one of the reasons why I love Asian horror so much because they utilize that movement so frequently and it freaks me out so bad. Oh, yeah, because I mean, the human body isn't supposed to move that way. Yeah. So, like, our instinct is to be like, oh, something is really wrong. That's- you just you feel it in your core. To, to tangent for a moment, that's been a cool thing about this um, campaign for Critical Role. Um, one of the players has a, a warlock with a level in sorcery, and um, but she she does like this form of dread, like everything's creepy and dead about her, and so she does like the creaky cracky movements and like Mm -hmm. that's part of how the character works is that you know she'll be like I'm eldritch blasting but like I've got a morning veil and I'm crying you know like and she she because you know she's an actress and stuff she like moves her body a little bit while she's describing things and I'm just like oh let me shut (laughs) um so it did like I think one of the more recent movies, and we actually watched it, I believe, for the pod, Suspiria, mm-hmm. a Guadagino version from 2018. Mm-hmm. The movements that were being imposed on that dancer when the other dancers were fucking killing her, basically. Yeah. Just those kind of jumps. Movies. Yeah. Blah, like, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's What I liked the most about it was the, the fucking Danny Elfman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was nuts. I love that he put guitar squeals all over the place. Just like, yes. That was so 80s and so corny. But like, also, like, it feels like what Danny Elfman probably heard in his head when he was reading comics in the 80s. Yeah. But like, fuck yeah, this would be awesome with a guitar squeal. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, yeah, it's. That's kind of what I liked about it. Like, just more where Raimi hits. Yeah. It's fuck, it fucking shines and they should give him more chances in the MCU because mm-hmm. I feel like they should give him another Spider-Man to be honest because I don't think John Watts wants to do it anymore. You know who I would love to see him cover some stuff of and I know he's been there for a while and people will be like, wow, but like Loki. I would love to see him do some stuff with Loki. I think I he like could get like the mythology that. into it and now that we've got like some of the multiverse stuff happening. You could do a scary Loki. For I sure. think I didn't know that I needed a scary Loki until now. We all know that Tom Wilson can do horror and that he can do it well. The man's been a vampire for God's sake. You could literally pluck a Loki from any of the other timelines and be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, here, here's the Loki that just followed along the path of the mythological Loki closer and have him like have Fenrir Wolf. Do his yeah. thing where he turns into a horse and gets plowed by another horse and then has horse babies. I think that's how it happened, right? And then Loki's children, Hell, uh, which I, that one won't make sense in the MCU because Hella 
was the replacement. But I mean, Fenrir Wolf, we could explain where Fenrir Wolf came from, being Loki's baby. Or other, uh, you want to Fucking. I mean, even just having him with like the, the stitching scars on like his mouth. Mm. Because he. I mean, you can have it. Okay, so someone stumbles into a. God, this would be so good with Thor, actually, because I would love to watch Chris Hemsworth just be allowed to be scared. Um, but, you know, like, brother, and, you know, Loki's laid out on the, the the rock, and he's all stitched up because he lies, and there's acid coming down on his face, and Thor frees him, and then, like, you know, they cut the ropes, and then he's like, ah, you know, I am the bad guy, but he would really be the bad guy. It could be really, really weird. And that would also be such a cool thing for Sam Raimi because he loves to have those like kind of heart of gold himbo characters versus the horror. I mean, Ash is the ultimate heart of gold himbo. Exactly. Like, there you go. It's a shame he never found a vehicle for Bruce Campbell in the burgeoning Marvel. Yeah. Other than the I think he might have wanted to play Doctor Strange. Like in Spider-Man. I think for some reason, I feel like that was a thing. Which he could have. Uh, The brash army of darkness. Kind of Bruce Campbell, like that level. Would have been great. But yeah, I don't know. Like That's that's what I liked about it mostly. Just where where Raimi got the shine. I do feel like there was zero time for Wanda to develop into mm-hmm. the evil version of herself. And I don't necessarily advocate for saying, just do some horrible traumatic shit to a character. Yeah. But that said, if the same person who wrote WandaVision was writing this to me, I would have had Westview end maybe slightly differently. If your intention was to have her go badly mm-hmm. yeah. and then, maybe start the fucking movie with her kids like dissolving in front of her. Yeah. Because that would easily set her off and easily. Have it that it takes place. Have it that this takes place moments, moments after the boys disappear and vision's gone. Yeah. That would be huge. Like, like, because then, then she's still place. in a then she's still in a normal place. She hasn't been living in the Apple Orchard for like three months, studying up on her dark old. I mean, three months is probably not enough time to really. I don't know exactly. Mentally resolve any of the stuff she's seen because yeah. the shit's all fucking wild. But like, yeah. and nobody goes to Wanda until they need something. Like no one reaches out to Wanda and is like, "Hey, the robot man you love, he died." That sucks. Are you okay? No one's like, hey, your mother died. Hey, your country got blown up. Hey, your parents died in a super traumatic way. Are you okay? Do you need a friend other than Vision? Vision's the only one who was ever approaching her like that, and of course. And kind of Cap, the Cap was more in like a mentor way. Yeah. And Cap's on the moon now anyway, so who cares? <laughs> But yeah, like just that, I don't know. There was, it did feel like such a rush. 
Yeah. I was kind of blown away by how fast mm-hmm. she is revealed as the villain. I mean, we I kind of knew it was coming, but like I was yeah. wow. Yeah. And that took like five minutes and then she's already kind of massively Yeah. She's just like, listen, I've had a lot of restraint. I've been real nice to you. <laughs> and Strange is like, okay, sure you have. And then he's like, oh shit, she was being nice. <laughs> And all of a sudden, she's creepy crawling through the pipes at him, and he's like, <laughs> and just like murdering the bejesus out of half Camarouge. And then, right. I keep calling it Camarouge, like the Camarouge, like it's Camartage. I'm a dum dum, yeah. but uh, yeah, like she just she goes into it too fast. I feel like there could have yeah. been it could have benefited from another 20 30 minutes of build up, yeah, to have her fall into that space of like whatever but also not necessarily in this movie it could have happened with wandavision just another episode where we're like oh wow okay cool she's growing and then all of a sudden we're like oh she's growing in darkness but she could have done or they yeah they even could have shown her like concocting the plans that she was already executing on when the movie started like sending that goopy dude to murder yeah. that, you know, strange because <clears throat> i mean that was her doing but like mm-hmm. it could have done better to say okay well here's whatever like that would have been interesting if there was like a reveal yeah similar to how she accidentally blurts out america's name yes yeah. she like blurts out the name of the monster that yeah. killed the other strange a little further into it go oh shit you were doing this and then yeah everything it would have been fucking way more interesting if he like fucking did all the other shit and then finds her killing the illuminati or something yeah and then the reveal comes after that and then you know whatever because it would have been kind of nice if they could have had wanda play her hand and i'm not saying that like we don't know like we still could have had wanda creepy crawling around and we know that she's doing these things but Strange doesn't know. And I think the problem is that everyone's like, no, Dr. Strange is so smart, we can't put one over on him. And I'm like, oh, but we can't. Oh, there's Princess Elsa in my dress. Um, but at the same time, how fucking smart is he? Because, I mean, just right. literally his last movie appearance was him fucking up it's, so supremely. Honestly, he just because you book smart does not mean that you're actually smart at Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been shown he to be gets, pretty shitty. And he's dumb. one of those guys who's like super duper book smart who gets along because other people are there. Also, props to he's Michael Spielberg for getting his hair bleached, being in the movie for 30 seconds, and his fucking name is on the poster. Right. I don't know so, if you knew that or not, but like his yeah. name is like third on the poster. Yeah, I thought he was going to be doing a lot more. And he's literally just in it like, my cat died. And my yeah. brother. You sure yeah. this was the right choice? It's like amazing. No notes. Get that bag, yeah. Silberg. He probably signed some sort of agreement to be in multiple movies and then they weren't going to bring him in. Yeah. And he's probably like, you're going to pay me. And I'd love to bleach my hair again. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then you're going to pay me a bunch I'm gonna of money. I'm going to show up. And when I do, just give me a couple lines. Just yeah. throw some at me. Gonna go to I'll, I'll snark at Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't care. 
<laughs> that worked well last time. Felt good for me. No, I will not be taking direction. The rest of it was interesting. The zombie zombie yeah. was fucking awesome. Don't I liked think. it a lot. Yeah. Set and then the, the fact that like he was in the, the river of the damned, I kind of wish that we could have seen a little bit more of that, like if the ghost brought him in. Um I kind of feel like there's more opportunity for that kind of shit to happen mm-hmm. now. Well, especially since he's been touched by the dark hole. And now he's their whole creepy eye. Which I feel like it was it was interesting too that that's the physical effect it takes on him. Yeah. Whereas Wanda's physical effect, it seems she just has like a lot of like an aggressive makeup going on her eyes. Yeah, she had um she had some aggressive makeup. She had the the black on her fingers, yeah. the way that like Agnes did. And then just like the way she moved, like even when she was like being normal, she was still a little bit more herky jerky and or would fly more, you know. Like it just felt like she was constantly like zooming around, like zoo, 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 up in the air. How freaky was it when she broke the fourth wall for like just a split second? I loved it. And she looked into the camera. Yeah. Just it was so fucking weird. I do feel like America's uh, sort of we're flying all over the place, but America's trick, yeah, to sort of fix the situation was fucking brilliant. Where she's like, oh, "Okay, well, here I'll give you exactly what you wanted." Yeah. And then just, you know, because it was so fucking... Oh, my God. It really showed her. My heart. It was so good. But even the other version of her, her heart was, yeah. was broken for her, too. She's like, you know, I understand. I get it. Yeah. And you she's know? like, here, I will give you this moment of comfort. We know that they're loved. Get the fuck out of my house. Which I respected. You know? Yeah. Um, and I saw something. This, this was one of the weird little spoilers that I couldn't get past somebody posted it um, when she's like that and it's like that really scary snap she did it's because one of the boys accidentally hit her in the face that was real Oh, like she was so hyped up in character and then she got it you know and she was like I felt so bad and I apologized to the so much but that was the take that they used Oh, Lizzie, if we could just get you to stop using the cheese, though, my girl. I'm wondering but, when the next time she rolls in will be. I wonder if it's going to be Agatha's haunted house. That's right. Because that's coming around October. I, I mean, really like her as the Scarlet Witch. I really enjoyed Elizabeth Olsen getting to grow with this character um at first i was one of those people that was kind of upset that they had changed her backstory so much and was upset that they killed Kate off so fast but i mean they also didn't really have a choice at the moment yeah with how they were going to bring them in if they were going to bring them in at all Mm -hmm. yeah um because they they couldn't they couldn't do the route and but I've enjoyed what they've done with her. Um, and I think Elizabeth Olsen really, really enjoys the character um, and, is, and has enjoyed growing with it, which is neat. Uh, I think Benedict also enjoys being Dr. Strange and 
Yeah, he yeah. said numerous times that he's like, I'll play him as long as they let him. So yeah. you could tell that everybody was enjoying it, I feel like. That is something else that I liked. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Bruce Campbell had a great time. Oh my God. Yeah, just sitting himself. Pizza Papa always gets paid. Like that was, I fucking, I was so happy that he was in it. Yeah. But even happier that he was in it in as dumb a way as humanly possible. Yeah. You watched the just, post credits too, right? Yeah. He's it's like, it's over. <laughs> so I good. was just like, groovy, baby. <laughs> that was so great. That made everybody in the theater laugh, which yeah. I was really relieved by. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, I don't know. It was fucking cool. Um, it was. I the parts that right. I really liked, I really liked. I think I need some time to ruminate on the rest of it. I'll probably do a rewatch. Um, see if I like it a little bit more. This again also was just a tough day. Um and it was stressful this morning, even before all this other stuff happened when I was first watching it. Uh so I might not have been in a great headspace to be going this movie, um, which can affect how you see things. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with America. Um, I'm glad that uh, Juan's alive. Um, Charlie Theron coming in, coming in hot with really cool eye makeup and that mid credit scene. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of 80s fantastic movie stuff. Yeah, that was a very she also looked like very nice era neon comic look. I'm hoping that uh Randy's gonna be doing that movie as well. I hope so. I don't know. I would like him to to be allowed to do the Dark and Shrink. yeah, I kind of like the idea that they're like giving directors assignment sort of and being like okay well here james gunn you're going to be sticking with the guardians of the galaxy yeah and that sort of region of the stories and then taika is obviously yeah the funny goofy thor area yeah i'm hopeful they never give the russos a movie again ever because i just can't be trusted i don't know i just feel like their last two like the the big tentpole ones were just too fucking dour and like not fun. It's still a comic book movie. It should be mm-hmm. fucking fun and not that self-serious. Like listen, if the Batman was more fun than what you were doing, then that's a thing. <laughs> I feel like Nolan broke everybody's brains yeah. like 15 years ago. They're like, oh well, this is how you have to make a movie now. It has to be the most serious thing anyone's well, ever seen. Was- Any jokes. That's what we were talking. We, we talked about that again to reference this panel that I was in. Um, the nineties became very dark with comics because they felt like they had to be. You know, we finally got rid of the comics code for real. You got out of that recession, and um, you had things like Watchmen, and you had things like um, oh, what's his name. But, you know, like a lot of these comic writers who were like, I'm going to make everything really dark and really irreverent and um, fucking I don't care. It's going to be crazy. 
and I'm going to make it so that that one's too friendly each other, and I'm going to make it so that, like... Oh, you mean Frank Miller? Yeah, that... Yeah. Um, You know, like, everything had to be that way, and so then the movies ended up having to be that way because they wanted this noir, really. But that turn didn't take real place until, like... Because I feel like there were the Schul- the Schumacher and the Burton era, actually. The Burton era was, like, dark and gritty or whatever, but also was still fun. Yeah. The Schumacher era of Batman was stupid fun. I mean, go back and watch Batman and Robin. That movie is hilarious. It is hilarious. It's one of the last funny Batman movies until more recently. I think so, yeah. Like, just in just the... Yeah, was, and I don't know, but I just feel like Nolan... Nolan looked at that era of comics and kind of got stuck there and was probably looking at like Watchmen and stuff like that because Watchmen was coming out. It was like cinematic influences too, right? Because he's like a, he's a guy who like kind of came up with this sort of seventies gritty, Mm -hmm. big blockbuster kind of action movies. And they were, he likes it to be more more aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's fine. And when they came out, I really liked them because I, for some reason, in that time period, was like, yeah, I don't want my stuff to be silly. I want it to be serious. I'm serious. And now I'm like, no, please. Give me something silly for the love of God. You know, Um, I think, you know, you can still watch them if you're in the right mood. Yeah, I agree. Like, and there's good parts to it. The casts are amazing. Music's really good. Costumes are great. Oh, by the way, the costuming for Multiverse of Madness. Amazing. Except for, like, the plastic shit holding together Wanda's costume. <laughs> that looks like you put it, they put it together in a 3D printer from a library. They're um, doing the damnedest. They are. But, I mean, her, her little cape was so cool. Um, I really, really like the costumes. And then, like, all of the sorcerers. Like, just the embroidery work on all of those, although uh, Reed Richards' costume, that was a really cool, fantastic horror costume. Yeah, it was pretty tight. They could have really fucked up on that. Yeah. I think they handled it just right, where it's still that very vibrant blue Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a stretchy comic book man. Yeah. But I don't want to use the word grounded, but, like, it looked real. Yeah, and like he's a little bit older at this point, you know, like it looked like he understood who he is and that was was set, you know. That's the thing about costumes is that the costume should be able to tell you a little bit about that character. Um, Like this, uh, let's just go through the Illuminati for a minute, this version of um, Captain Marvel. She's in a darker timeline, you know, so she's not wearing red, white, and blue. She's wearing like this darker one, and it's still pulsating with the energy that she has. But she's fitting into where that character is, and you understand that. Then the moment she comes on screen, to have Captain Carter and the Indian Jack, yeah, that makes sense. Even if you didn't watch What If, um, you kind of get yeah, this is a universe yeah. where things tilted slightly differently. Yeah. Yeah. That mean Earth 18, 818 had Magneto 
and that Maximoff's father was Magneto. That was what I was assuming. That's what I was assuming. So maybe and that's, that that's one of the reasons why immediately Charles Xavier went to her mind to save her and was like, Wanda Maximoff, I need to pull you out of the rubble. Like that, that was his big concern. I was like, yeah. Kills his ass. Yeah. Um, Which was hardcore. Was. Was. That was like all the other deaths were pretty fucking gnarly, but then just breaking an old man's neck is pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah, that was scary too because she just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the, the Sarkovian whispering throughout the entire movie, just dissonant whispers. Spooky shit. It was spooky shit. Again, spooky shit is that shit. That's, yeah, was that's good. Crazy. The movie was great. And the spooky shit was good. Uh, Sam Raimi, just be allowed to Sam Raimi. Just it's let him get to the time. Find more spooky properties in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Hand them off to him. Let him do and it. There, there definitely are. Any the more shit. Or even the more cosmic shit, too. Yeah. It, he could do some Space interesting Space is scary. And weird. Yeah, Marvel's got some Marvel's got some weird dark ones he could play with. Definitely. But anyway, what would your recommendations for this week be? Um I don't know. I started Umbrella Academy, but I'm not far enough in it to really recommend it. This season feels just a little bit heavier. It feels a little different. Um, and I don't know if it's because Gerard Way didn't write any of it. You know, because like before it was like he had more of a hand because he had written stuff with the characters. Whereas this time it's all just the one writer. Um, it's still funny, but like it's weird. Like Diego's like making like a lot of like body image jokes and stuff. And what is this? You know. Um, so I'm taking my time with it. I'll let you know next week because I should be done it by then. Um, you know, let's let's continue on the Marvel track. My recommendation is Miss Marvel. It's a fun show. It is a fun show. Um, it's making you feel good. It's got a lot of color. It understands that it was a comic book show um, about a young person coming into their powers, coming into themselves. Uh, I think also growing up in a more religious family, you know, and I was super nerdy, like I wrote fan fiction and stuff. I um, have always, when I read the first was Marvel with Kamala. I related to her very hard. And the show is definitely, um, it's understanding its assignment. And her dad is such a sweetheart. Oh my God. They're so funny. They're, they're funny. Their whole family is so funny. And um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. 
I would definitely suggest it. I think if you want to really ruin your brain, you should watch Cronenberg's uh, Crimes of the Future, which is like <laughs> warning for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's just gross. It's a gross movie. It's about what would have Cronenberg basically read an article a couple of years ago about how we have so many microplastics in our blood now, mm-hmm. which we all do. And he came up with this conceit of like, whoa, whoa, what if people, what if evolution accelerated? But the way it accelerated was that people grew random new organs. And he's like, what if that happened? And then Vigo Mortensen and Leah Sido decided to be, uh, you know, fucking performance artists who make performances out of Vigo Mortensen having his belly cut open and Leah Sido tattooing and then pulling out his new organ and sort of waving it around at people. <laughs> What if that was a movie? And that's basically a movie. And Vigo Mortensen gives such a fucking he's his character, I guess, because of the fact that he has all these weird organs and shit growing in him, he can't swallow food correctly. And um I had a really, really brief bout of dysphagia for my reflux when I wasn't treating it correctly. I never got to the point where I couldn't swallow food, but I got to the point where briefly I I felt like I had to make an effort to swallow. Yeah. Something that comes really natural and you don't need to make an effort to. Mm-hmm. So when you have to make an effort, it feels fucking weird. It does. Yes. The whole movie. Minus like parts towards the end, Vigo cannot swallow food. And he's constantly like coughing and shit because he's his character has like uh-huh. horrible issues and it was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. It was like like i don't know it's fucking amazing it's a beautiful and horrifying movie if you're into cronenberg you'll probably like it yeah but if you're not looking for something that fucked up also everything everywhere all at once i think that one's so good i need to watch it really fucking fun it's got a butt plug fight it's got a butt plug kung fu fight it is you don't have to watch the butt plugs being in people's butts but it also just features uh, Michelle Yeoh being fucking Amazing. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking Amazing. fun. Those are my recos. Or go, go back and watch fucking The Shining. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of us have been on a Stephen King kick this week. Oh, I'm, I'm in a disturbing kick. I just bought three books that I'd way thicker than I realized they would be. Mm-hmm. Just... His books are so much bigger than you think. Right. Unless it's a uh, Carrie and Green Mile. Those ones are short. Shorter Carrie's not even that short. Yeah, I didn't so know. You got, you got um, Sam's I mean, Lot. I, yep. I knew the stand would be thick. I knew yes, that. Yes, the stand through. is like five books in one. I um, did not know Dr. Sleep would be this thick of a book. It is big. Actually, Dr. Sleep is one of the things my monitor sits on. And then uh, fucking Salem's Lot because I've been reading Night Shift and the very first story in Night Shift is Jerusalem's Lot, which is the prequel to Salem's Lot. And Jerusalem's Lot gave me such fucking horrible dread. Mm -hmm. I need more of this for some reason. I... So that's my summer reading probably. I reread Carrie at least once a year. 
I try to reread eight months a year, but I have, I keep getting stuck in the same spot and then stuff happens. Um, and then I have to, I start over again and I'm like, I don't know why you start over again. You know what's going on. Like I know the first chunk of the book of it probably by heart at this point. And I need to just keep going. Um, but I just rewatched the 2017-2019 releases of it. But if you want something that's a little bit, that's some Stephen King that's a little bit lighter, uh, watch the 1980s miniseries bit. Tim Curry. With our boy, Dr. Frankenfurter. Yep. Beat, beat, originally. What if Pennywise had come out and just broken out in Sweet Transvestite? Well, it depends which version of the Loser Club. It's the 80s version of the Loser's Club, which you would probably love it. Uh, a lot of the rest of them would probably be very confused. And uh, that version of Eddie would probably tear him apart like verbally because he's a fair little demon child, and I love him. Uh, the original OG Loser's Club from the 1950s would probably faint, except for Bev. And then Bev would probably just, like, shoot him with her little slingshot. <laughs> That's right. They moved them up in the movies, right? Like, the they moved it up by, what, 30-some years? Mm-hmm. Everything? Yeah. Okay. Was there a reasoning for doing that, or just um, I think easier for the just, I think it was just a bit easier. I don't know. I mean, it does make it easier if you don't have to, like, it does. turn a, an entire fucking town of dairy or think, fuck. I don't know. I think it probably just... The sort of 80s and around that time, too. So, But, I mean, that story can happen... Anytime, like that's the great, amazing cosmic horror of King. Someday we have to do a, the Stephen King episode. I know I pitched doing a Shining double feature, which Doctor Sleep the movie way holds up. Still pretty yes. scary. It's so funny. I, I just watched that at the beginning of the month. Um, but yeah, it's because we were talking about Stranger Things last week. I was like, I'm in a hankering for some. Feral children in the 80s. That <laughs> I think that's what did it. I think Stranger mm-hmm. Things is what opened up my, reopened my amazement. Well, and then the Duffer Brothers are huge Stephen King fans. Which you can fucking feel. Can yeah. The fabric of that show. They're huge Disney Spielberg and King fans. Like, yeah. the two Stevens, who I would argue are the two most important Stevens of the last hundred years. Um, they have been a big fundamental part of raising me. They yeah. probably should be paying my dad child support, to be honest. Or my dad should be paying them child support, honestly. Jurassic Park VHS was my babysitter. Yeah. For, it didn't need to be. My parents were right downstairs, but I wasn't paying attention to that. Oh, yeah, no. I was obsessed with that movie. Um, and Stephen King's on writing. I reread that quite frequently. And when I'm writing, I think about his rules. And sometimes I frequently go against them. And I feel like a little kid who's disobeying their dad. Because I love, for me. I love commas and I love L-Y words. And 
our creepy dad can steal them from my cold dead hands and then write a story about it. He likes to just in a in a in a week somehow write the entire novel. <laughs> well, I mean, back in the day, though, all the cocaine probably helped yeah, it. Yeah, the dude was like, you know, what a what a what a. Every time I read Night Shift, I'm like, I pick back up and I start reading a story, and I'm like, yep, this was cocaine. This yeah, was you can tell it truck. when the cocaine really hit too. Like trucks. Yeah. Or the one about the guy, the assassin, being chased around by toys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. We. I get where your idea came from. You slammed an entire eight ball in like less than thirty seconds, and you're just like, "What if the trucks were alive, man? What if the trucks were trying to kill you?" And then. But he actually wrote like a relatively compelling story about trucks trying to kill But I. Uh, yeah. Don't know how he could have been so zooted out of his mind and still written. I have no idea. But then also, conscience of it, too. I do wish that his weird fetishization of women was not all the time. (laughs) But that is what it is. I try to put that aside and just enjoy what I enjoy. Um, but yeah, uh, Stevens, they, uh, they raised the Duffer brothers and they raised us. So there you go. And Steven. Uh, Steven Strange, uh, you know, he's here. That's right. That's another Steven. <laughs> or yeah, that famed folk singer, Sufjan Stevens. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, has a beautiful, whispery singing voice. Um, and since, uh, you probably all should pick up some Stephen King because we are a little over a week away from part two of Stranger Things. So that's right. Let's keep, let's shift back into that mindset. Let's keep going. Get into that 80s movie mindset. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch Spielberg and some King. We got to see the Fruity Four make it out. That's what. Between now and next Friday, read the stand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know what the fuck I've got myself. The, the stand was one of my babysitting books when I was watching my younger cousin. I haven't watched him in a while. I'm trying to figure out what the final page is without accidentally seeing the end of it. This is my second copy. The stand is really fun because then you're going to start getting into like uh, dark tower territory too. 1439. Yeah, I know Randall Flagg mm-hmm. plays deeply into it. There's a movie to not watch, which is the 2017 attempt at making a Dark Tower movie. Which See, I watched movie. it before I read the Dark Tower series and I highly enjoyed it. Um, I didn't even read the whole series. I only read the first book and then I watched the movie and I'm like, what the fuck have you done to Roland? What the fuck have you done to Randall Flagg? Like, honestly, Idris Elba would play an amazing role in Duchesne, but... Let's rewrite it. Let's do it. Better idea, just just make the fucking movies based on a book. Do them all. Give Idris Elba the chance to make all eight movies. You know what? I think he would do great with a mini-series. Like a Netflix kind of almost like mini-series moment. Just give him like numerous seasons to do it to tell the story appropriately. Yeah. But I still feel like Idris Elba would make a fucking amazing role into Shane. 
he would. Not Matthew McConaughey can't play a bad guy. He just does. He can't come off as menacing, even if he wants to. Um, you fucking try. Did you watch? Oh, you did watch. Um, what was it Castle Rock? Some of it. Yeah. Um, the first season. I'm pretty sure our boy Skarsgård is a young version of. I think he's a young flag. Yeah. Hmm. That's more than possible. He's kind of all over the fucking place. Because like that, yeah, he does. He pops in and out because that's the thing about the Super King universe. Much like the MCU is actually all connected. Um, and I believe in Stan, not to spoil it for you, but I think our protag, I can't remember his name, the lawyer, I believe he's also in the stand. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. I'll hand in my horror card. It's, um, it's uh, more than possible. King loves to yeah. reuse characters and locations. Um, yeah, he has a Bev and Richie in a different book. I mean, didn't he also um, fuck Gerald's game? Actually, yeah. fuck who? There's a, a psychic woman. In Gerald's game, or no, a woman has a psychic vision of shit that happens to the main character in Gerald's game, and that's in a different book. I think it's like Dance Macabre or something like that. Oh, but, oh, you know, like, that was the last book I read by him, and it was like in fucking 10 years ago or something. I read I that. I'm rereading a lot of the ones that I, I read before. I have a copy of Salem's Lot as well. I'm excited to tear into that, but I think I'm going to read The Shining and uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep as a pair first, just because. Yeah. My copy mm-hmm. of The Shining is the copy that I've had since I read it in eighth grade and then loaned it to my younger cousin, and she was reading it in the bathtub, got the bathtub scene, got scared, dropped it in, and so there's water damage on the edges of my book, and I feel like it just gives it so much character. My copy of it is the same copy of it that I've had since we were in high school together. And it's just torn and beat up and I refuse to get rid of it. So is it a copy? Is it a King book with like a stark black cover? And then the typography is on like a field of one color? Because I distinctly remember my copies. I had a copy of the stand that I don't know why my mom even agreed to buy it for me. Because she had to know, like, there's no fucking way he's going to read this many pages. Yeah. Somehow I broke through the Tommy Knockers. But I remember buying a bunch of copies of these books, and they all had a really distinct, like, 90s style design. Which of them did. Yeah. Black cover, big color field, and then title in the color field, and then small illustration. Like, these are, I remember those. These are all soft covers, so they've got, like, an illustration yeah. and they're pretty colorful. These were the soft colors you could just pick up at Walmart. Just yeah. like, because that's where I would do like, because it was cheaper for my mom to buy like a book. Yeah. It'd be like seven bucks or whatever than to like. I'll, um, I'll have to take a, a picture of my Stephen King collection. I have to figure out where the fuck most of mine is. And um, that's all like in my dad's. I'll post it up and then we can repost it on the pod Twitter or something. Put some good stuff in the world. 
<laughs> Someday we're going to have to do a Stephen King episode mm-hmm. and tweet at him and confuse him and make him think we have a bigger following than we do and get him to show up. <laughs> I would cry. I'm pretty sure I would cry if Stephen King showed up on the spot. Be pretty amazing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, can we go? Can we go? Um, We've crossed the midnight mark. We have. I'm getting loopy. It's probably a good time to say good night. To say it's get cozy. It's this gonna is get good night. Bye bye. I'm trying to press the button, but it won't let me. Oh, I have to turn the recording off.